Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast 40 for 40. We are so close to the end of recording 40 different podcasts for 40 different balls. We are so close. One can almost taste it. One can almost, let's say, file these away as if one were reporting your income to the government. Boy, it'd be, it'd be cool if I didn't have to do that. Like what conceptually if there were something that killed taxes you mean just slate it slate it dead oh i thought you meant an extension we can do 20 more bowl episodes <laughs> next time. how many more five and seven teams are there 20 there are 20 more we have 10 bowls that we can do mizzou can only play so many bowl games i would like to restate my proposed rule for all future bowl seasons I think I'm fine since five and seven teams have now gone three and zero. I am fine with five and seven teams making the bowls. If you lose to one, you don't get to be in the postseason the next year. It doesn't matter if you go undefeated; you're out. You don't get to can play. I, can I talk you into four and eight? Well, that's the thing is, if this happens enough, that means more five and seven teams have to fill those slots. If they win, eventually we will have to dredge up the four and eight teams. No, this is when we get the Repus Bowl. Mm-hmm. You say, listen. Don't go four and eight, but we will have one exhibition bowl for one lost or one win teams. Ooh. Yeah, the we'll just call it the Jayhawk Bowl. No, Jayhawk no, Memorial. No reason. It's just a nice word. It's just melodious. Sounds, just sounds fun and pastoral. We were discussing that mythical Slayer of taxes. Ah, the TaxSlayer. dot com Gator Bowl. Uh, this is Jason Kirk, our college football editor. G- give me a word to describe. 
a potential matchup between Georgia and Penn State in 2015, the very beginning of 2016. Patient. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a game for mature tastes. Easy, easy, easy. Slow, mm. slow cooked. Brined. Falling, uh, falling off the bone. Christian Hackenberg's bone as he is disintegrated for a 88th time. Rich flavors that take mm, three, four, maybe no, we're not five hours. This game, oh, this game goes five hours. Well, <laughs> it, there is a provision for that in the yeah, rule book. It's it's, yeah. called, it's called overtime. Yeah, it's, it's called bomb. It's called here, bomb threat. Here, here we are in our fourth overtime. Ten, ten. If this game goes to like six OT, one of the coaches is calling it a bomb threat from the sidelines. But wait, what about the Jags home playoff game the next day? Oh my god! Like like Burrito Brothers hasn't had a bad enough week. You had to do that. <laughs> You son of a bitch. He knows better than to listen to this. No, he doesn't. He's a Jags fan. He said Jags playoff. Oh, is there not one? Jags playoff team. Oh, man. This is rough. Um, Georgia has no coaches. Mark Richt went to Miami. And he took everyone with him. Mm-hmm. Kirby. Uh, I, believe, I believe Harry Dog is calling this game. Harry Dog might be the OC for this game. Is Kirby because, Smart uh, even going the, to watch this game? Uh, no, he's going to be busy. He's going to be. He, he's but, already uh, putting together Bama's uh, plan for the playoff. In the well, no, he'll be okay. This is the day after the playoffs. It's, it's yeah, two no, day, no, no. Two days after Bama will have either advanced to the final or been knocked out. So he'll either be uh, in the in the playbook minds putting together the title game plan. Mm-hmm. Or he'll be uh, recruiting for Georgia. Or yeah. he'll, or and, and, he'll, and, he'll, and there's probably something in his contract. He still has Bama work to do, even after, even if they lose. I was gonna say he still has to wash Nick Saban's car <laughs> for <another> three months. <laughs> Not even lying. It's like it's like June. Coach, you gonna move into your new office here in Athens? At any point? We we sure do miss you. I just got to. I just got to tie up a few loose ends over here. I'll, 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 I'll get checked in there before kickoff. Now, Don't I'll, worry. I'll leave my wife eventually. Kirby, sure. Kirby, when I said detail the interior, did you think that meant half-assedly run a shop vac over the seats? Because that's what it looks like you did. Did you use a chamois? Did you use the cheap chamois? Can you um, can you spell chamois, Kirby? Kirby, I did not give you permission to speak. This also marks the uh, departure of. Brian Schottenheimer at OC, who, when Mark Richt was fired uh, the day afterwards, they're like, so, Schottie going to coach the bowl game? And it was just like a flat statement out of Athens, like, no, no. I don't even know where Brian Schottenheimer is. He's, prob- he's probably He's probably watching. with, like, the Rams or something already, like or, like, you know, already on the uh, mm, Titans. He probably got in a boat, and he probably just put up a sail, and he's like, Eolus, god of wind. And Poseidon, God of the Sea, take me where you will. And it just took him to St. Louis. I don't know how. Just took him to the Rams. Just took him straight to Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Come home to Papa. Come home yeah. to your mustachioed father. <laughs> and he said, Brian, how did the Georgia thing work out? And he goes, I don't know. It's eight on one hand, eight on the other. <laughs> Jesus. The, uh, the, other, the other coordinator is, of course, back at Bama already. Yeah. So there's one coach left. There's like John Lilly, the tight ends coach. I- and, and Rick took... T- Took an assistant or two, so yep, he's just yeah. he's just doing everything. I assume Harry Dog's the OC. 
Uh, Ghost of Louis Grizzard is uh, going to be calling that defense. Ghost of Ugga is uh, well. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Of this- course, if you're looking to for to set for somebody to tell you what it's like to be a coordinator who's not getting any help and having to do everything by himself, why don't you just talk to Penn State's Bob Shoop. Yeah. Hey, there's, there's another one-man show. Of course, Coach Franklin, he's out recruiting, so. Yeah, he's going to be recruiting during that bowl game. <laughs> and, of course, Penn State hasn't had an offensive coordinator for about a decade, so. True. Fired, uh, fired Donovan mm-hmm. th- this fall after uh, yet, yet another dismal performance. Is that the musician, Donovan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, the ba- it's the bad guy from Last Crusade. Yep. As, and that's why Donovan's so scary. And that's and, why Penn State frequently chose poorly. And this is uh, this. There's going to be no points in this game. I I don't know. I think accident. Accident is the only way anything happens in this game. In Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. <laughs> in Jacksonville. You, so so this is also quite possibly. Well, I I actually have no idea if it is or not. But it, this might be Christian Hackenberg's last college game, right? Every game really had that offensive line. <laughs> Are you referring to former future number one pick, Christian Hackenberg? Yeah. Uh, Matt, he would be wise to get the fuck out while he can still walk, Matt, if he can still walk. Matt, Matt Barkley Emeritus. Yeah, he should just never play football again. Because, like, the one thing George is good at is, like, having five-star defensive ends and linebackers. That's, yeah. that's George's core competency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, we got some real talented guys. Look, you got a, a big... Big. This is my favorite thing about Christian Hackenberg and every other Penn State quarterback who's come in highly touted and just left as a broken shell of a human being is this, that not only do they put them back there behind non- non-existent offensive lines that do not push any kind of running attack to protect them forward, in addition to that, they put them in a big white jersey that you cannot miss. <laughs> they can't. Like, like as if it weren't bad enough the, the most visible object on the field is the thing sprinting away from defenders there's not even any sort of visual on the helmet to break up the image mm-hmm. function is makeshift camouflage nope I, just a big white orb what i i like two things about this game first i like that it is uh, technically a january bowl game which is a thing that certain colleges or fans or commentators like to trumpet be like oh you know georgia's back in a january bowl game that distinction used to mean something, and the Tax Slayer Bowl proves that it no longer does. Second of all, I like that no matter who wins this game, the fans of that team will be able to say, with some authority, well, we didn't actually beat a good team, so what does it matter? True. And in addition to that, because of the massive turnover in staffs for both teams, for Georgia in particular, I assure you no one will remember this game in three months. Like, this podcast will be inaudible to ears after, like, March. We the might. takeaways are, like, whatever you want. Yeah. Just take something. We just, just gotta go. We gotta get rid of this shit. I mean, yeah. Will Muschamp won a tax slayer bowl. It's literally the only thing we have over Ohio State these days. That happened. You chose that instead of going to a championship probably <laughs> you're as dumb as we say you're so, you are you're so stupid <laughs> you're the stupidest people in the world 